The Joint Commission unveils a new health equity certification for hospitals. Researchers finally solve the mystery surrounding why statins cause muscle weakness and pain. And Eli Lilly's new investigational obesity treatment is making waves for its weight loss potential. It's Friday, June 30th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. As a note to our listeners, the podcast will be off next Monday and Tuesday for the July 4th holiday. We'll be back on Wednesday with my conversation with chef and restaurateur Tom Calicchio, who is partnering with Health Hospitality Partners to bring his Root and Sprig restaurant into hospital facilities. The Joint Commission is launching a voluntary certification program for hospitals that are prioritizing health equity for both patients and staff. The organization said in a statement that its healthcare equity certification program will recognize hospitals that provide equitable care, treatment, and services. It said that this advanced certification builds on already established accreditation requirements. The commission said that the new certification requirements emphasize the processes and structures healthcare providers need in order to decrease healthcare disparities within their patient populations, as well as promote diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff. The Joint Commission's president and CEO, Dr. Jonathan Perlin, told Modern Healthcare that this certification creates more rigorous guidelines compared to other accreditation programs. Notably, organizations seeking certification will be required to identify community-level needs to support care delivery, as well as provide more enhanced training. The accreditation, which goes into effect on July 1st, will be available to hospitals and critical care hospitals with or without Joint Commission accreditation, provided they comply with federal laws, including the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services conditions of participation. For hospitals seeking to pursue this accreditation, the Joint Commission said it has developed a resource center with practical strategies, toolkits, and more. This latest certification program comes as the Joint Commission moves to update its standards overall. In December, it announced it would retire around 14 percent of its quality standards in an effort to tighten hospital safety and quality goals, as well as relieve administrative burden for health systems. Researchers have unraveled a decades-long mystery as to why a common prescription treatment for high cholesterol often causes muscle pain and weakness in individuals taking it. Statins are the most widely prescribed class of drugs in the United States, with an estimated 40 million adults taking them to lower the amount of cholesterol in the blood. Statins can cause mild side effects like headaches and dizziness, as well as gastrointestinal issues like nausea and constipation. But researchers have long been puzzled over the drug's connection to muscle pain and weakness in the upper arms and legs of many individuals taking it, which in some cases has been severe enough to cause muscle deterioration. 
In a recent piece in The Atlantic, two different groups of researchers, one at the Mayo Clinic and the other at Ben-Gurion University in Israel, stumbled upon the answer, largely by accident, as they were not studying cholesterol or statins at all. The researchers were investigating genes behind a rare disease called limb girdle muscle dystrophy, or LMGD. Because LMGD overlaps with other muscle disorders, it's difficult to parse out its overall prevalence, but its estimated impact is less than two people per 100,000 individuals worldwide. The two research groups separately, studying a small group of families in the United States and a Bedouin family in Israel, came across an enzyme with gene encoding mutations. HMG-CoA reductase is the enzyme that statins block to reduce cholesterol production. According to the publication, the discovery of the connection between the rare disease and statins came as a surprise to the researchers. Though this link sheds new light on some of the contributing factors to statin-induced muscle weakness, treatments to alleviate those side effects are still being explored. A new investigational obesity treatment from Eli Lilly is creating buzz over its ability to help individuals lose weight. The drug maker announced this past Monday that its drug Redetrutide had reduced the weight of study participants by more than 24 percent in phase two clinical trials after a year of treatment. The randomized double-blind study followed 338 adults in the United States who are overweight with a weight-related condition, not included including type 2 diabetes. The treatment is administered via a subcutaneous injection once a week. Researchers found that trial participants lost an average of 17.5% of their body weight after 24 weeks and lost an average of 24.2% of their body weight, or around 58 pounds, by the 48th week. By comparison, individuals in the placebo group lost an average of 2% of their body weight. The study results were presented on Monday at the American Diabetes Association Scientific Sessions and published in the New England Journal of Medicine the same day. It is yet to be determined when Eli Lilly will seek FDA approval for Redetrutide. There is an arms race of sorts in the pharmaceutical industry to develop weight loss drugs as the consumer demand for them grows. Until now, Novo Nordisk's semaglutide has monopolized the spotlight. Semaglutide is sold under the brand name Ozempic, which is a treatment for type 2 diabetes but prescribed off-label for weight loss. As well as Wagovi, which is a higher dosage of semaglutide but used as an obesity management treatment. Like semaglutide, Eli Lilly's Redetrutide is a glucagon-like peptide 1, or GLP-1 agonist. However, it also targets two other hormones, glucose-dependent insulinotropic polypeptide and glucagon receptors. Demand for these drugs has already led to shortages, which have impacted individuals who rely on them for diabetes management. Moreover, these treatments are expensive, with the average list price of these drugs at more than $1,000 per month. Drug makers are currently developing versions of these drugs that can be taken orally instead of via injection, which could drop the cost and make them more widely accessible. A recent survey from STAT found that around 44% of adults would pay $100 per month for these weight loss treatments, and around 30% said they would indefinitely pay whatever they can afford to get the drugs.
This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.